0: Greetings, greetings, and welcome to the show. This is Wrong Place, Right Crime. I'm your host, Frank Zaffiro, and this is an open and shut episode with Sean Cosby. Now, this is Sean's second time on the show. If you want to hear his first uh, interview, you can go back to April of last year. uh, In season two, Uh, we talked about uh, his book, My Darkest Prayer. Uh, in that episode, Uh, but he's got a new one coming out that has a lot of advanced buzz called Blacktop Wasteland, and I was very happy to get a chance to talk to him about that and a few other things. So we're going to talk to Sean uh, right after I let you know that Wrong Place Right Crime is proudly sponsored by Down and Out Books. Down and Out Books is a mid-sized publisher of crime fiction most of it at the darker and grittier end of the spectrum. If that sounds like something you'd like, then you can check them out at downandoutbooks.com. That's downandoutbooks, all spelled out, dot com. Down and Out Books, take the journey with us. Now, you can find Down and Out Books elsewhere as well, all of the other places you can buy books. You can have them ordered into bookstores and, of course, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, etc. cetera. Uh, but uh, if you like to support small publishers... Uh, Direct purchases uh, are one way to do that. They get a much larger percentage of the proceeds when that happens. But uh, no matter how you choose to support uh, independent presses, they and authors like me who are published by them, thank you. And now let's meet, for the second time on this program, Sean A. Cosby.
1: Well, hey, Sean, welcome back to the show. Oh, man, thanks for having me. I'm so glad uh, to get a chance to talk with you again.
0: We, we had plenty of technical difficulties to deal with, but we uh, soldiered <laughs> on, and and uh, between the two of us, we were able to, to figure it out, and such is the world we live in with computers today.
1: Yeah, nice, nice glitch in the matrix there, uh, trying to fool <laughs> us all.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you're the one that spotted the black cat twice, and that's what did it, so that's why. We...
1: <laughs> yeah, it was my fault. <laughs>
0: uh, you know, hopefully people have listened to the episode uh, that you were on previously, because uh -hmm. if they did they would have heard a lot about uh, my darkest prayer uh which i think is cool because it has such a unique setting um the job of the protagonist is is not a common one
1: yeah uh, it was it was an interesting uh setting for a a story uh again not to belabor the point too much but uh Uh, Years ago when I wanted to write a detective story, I grew up in a small town and uh, I couldn't, I didn't think it was a reasonable uh, setting to have a professional uh, private eye in a a town of maybe 8,000 people. Like small towns like that, it's never a who did it, it's a can you prove it. And so using the funeral home as a base of operations really opened up a lot of uh, options for the story for me.
0: It never hurts to be a little bit unique or a little different, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I, it's funny. Um I I I've, I've never seen that particular setting before. I've seen funeral homes that are adjacent to the main story um in in a few um mystery and crime novels, but uh and even, I didn't think about it when I set out to do it. It was basically me kind of being lazy. I was like, "Oh, I'll just I I work at a funeral home, so I'll just write what I know and so." But a lot of people responded to it pretty
0: well. Uh well, that's not the only thing they've responded to pretty well uh, since we last <laughs> talked. You had a pretty uh A pretty big event happened at the uh, BoucherCon in uh, Dallas in uh, November of last year.
1: Oh, man. It was crazy. So I wasn't even going to go to BoucherCon this year. Not because I didn't like I loved the event. I went in 18... 2018, I had a blast. But you know, as things are, I, I was kind of counting my pennies as to what I was going to do, and you know, which conference I was going to get the most out of. And and then um, my friend Kelly Garrett, who's also a writer, uh, author of the uh, Hollywood Homicide series, Detective by Day series, I should say, um, <laughs> we we communicate a lot back and forth through Facebook and social media. And um, the day the Anthony Award nomination came out, she said, uh, "Have you checked the Anthony Award nomination?" I was like, "No." She said, well, go check them, and I was like, why? And she was like, just go check the awards, and I, I found out my short story, um, The Grass Beneath My Feet, was nominated, and so then I was, uh, well, I guess I'm going to Boucher and I, <laughs> I, I, I still had no uh, inkling or or assumption that I would win, it was just, I just thought it would be cool to go and be nominated. I I was telling a friend of mine. I'm gonna. No matter what happens, I'm gonna use that for the rest of my life. Oh yeah. <laughs> I get pulled up for a speed ticket and they're You know how fast you're going? Well, no, but I'm an Anthony Award nominated author. I don't know if that helps. And so, uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> they do a panel, right? I mean, you were yeah. on a specific panel for that award. Yeah, I was on a panel for that award
1: with the other nominees, who are also folks that uh, I know. I, instra- interesting enough. Three of the five nominees were from the Northern Virginia and uh, Maryland area. So it was me, Art Taylor, and Barb Goffman, who are from the DMV, or, you know, D.C. Mm-hmm. Maryland, Virginia area. And then it was uh, uh, the great Greg Heron, and uh, Holly West was also nominated for that award. And so uh, all people that I know, people that I really respect, and again, still had no, I did not think I was going to win. So. I didn't really take it that seriously. I you know, I, I, I remember at the war ceremony, I uh <laughs> I had uh been out earlier sightseeing and I bought this really goofy hat and so I wore the hat and uh, you know, everybody was like, What if you win and you gotta go up there with that hat? And I was like, I'm not gonna win, it doesn't matter and then <laughs> I, I won. So all the Batchcott pictures are me in this floppy nineteen seventies huggy bear star skin hutch hat. So you know, do <laughs> enjoy that.
0: <laughs> uh, it'll be forever linked to your to your award yeah. <laughs> well congratulations i think it's a, a it's you. a good thing and uh so a, a lot of good things came out of that uh, dallas uh, voucher con you and i had a conversation that led to you joining the uh, uh third season of a grifter song so i'm really looking forward to working with you on that uh which will will come out next year yeah, and it's
1: it's really cool because uh, I had uh, watched from the sidelines that project, and I really liked the concept of it, the episodic nature of it, and it it really felt like almost like you know some of my favorite TV shows uh, back in the day, you know, the Rockford Files, or uh, you know uh, something of that nature, where it's like oh, everybody gets a chance to kind of take their spin with these two characters and and see where you can take them and where you want to go, and I'm. I'm I'm looking forward on um, to uh, bringing them to uh, the uh, the backcountry of Virginia and uh, seeing how they uh, how they fare in that environment.
0: <laughs> well, they've already been to Laws County, thanks, Derek Pruitt. So uh, uh,
1: they won't be quite as fish
0: out of water as they might otherwise be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, and I loved. Uh, uh, in addition to everybody else's, I loved Eric. Eric's a good friend of mine, and so uh, mm-hmm. we have a little thing where we'll put Easter eggs about each other's writing in our writing so i named uh i named a a a bad guy after a town in one of his books and he's done some stuff with me so we kind of play back and forth but i'm really excited about um like seeing just taking my spin with these characters kind of uh seeing how they you know behave and interact with with, Mm uh the local color so to speak but i really like that concept it's such a cool concept it's uh now, it's I wonder is it is it if it's one of those things that maybe one day down the line someone may want to make a dramatic podcast or something out like of it because it's such a flexible, you know, malleable uh, format. But uh, it's very cool, very cool, and I appreciate you uh um, extending the invitation.
0: Well, uh, I was really glad to have you, and uh, I think you'll you'll do what. Uh, what I was looking for and 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 have gotten from every writer and that is your own spin on it I mean every one of these writers has brought their own style of writing their own take on the characters and their own interpretation of the setting that they they've put them in and so the uh, you know it's it's like you have these two main ingredients and everybody's making a different dish you know and you can recognize the two main ingredients but you know, it tastes different every time, you know, so it's been, it's been pretty cool.
1: That's a great analogy for that, because I think that's uh what writing is a lot of times, is taking a lot of different ingredients and, and bringing them together in, in, in a unique way, in a way that you can, um, you know, do, look at from your own perspective, from your own point of view and how that works. And that, I think that's the best writing is when you can, like I said, take those different ingredients and, and put them together and, and tell a compelling story. So I'm definitely looking forward to that.
0: Well, we're working on it this year for next year's release, so people can look for that sometime between January and June of 2021. But before that comes out, well, well before that comes out, you've got your second book on the way.
1: Yeah, man, um, it's crazy. I tell you, it's uh, you know, I seriously, I would say I would, I've been I've been writing since my 20s, and I'll be 46 in August, and I've been seriously writing. I mean, really. Buttoning down and, and taking the, the whole pr- process seriously for about 13 years, 14 years, and um, you know when when I first fin- when I finished Darkest Prayer, and I, I'm not going to rehash that whole story, but it was a long period of time with that was kind of bouncing around from you know place to place and trying to find a home, and then once I found a home with the great folks at uh, Entry Publishing, you know the idea for uh, my next book, Blacktop Wasteland started formulating in my head and um I had written it most of it by the time uh actually by the time we met for the first time at BouchCon twenty eighteen and uh I was very lucky to uh, meet a guy um there named Josh Getzler, who's an agent and um and uh, you know, in the interim since the last time we talked, you know, the book got picked up by Flatiron Books and I was so blessed to have, you know, they gave us a two book deal for it. And uh, you know, it it's one of those things where I think sometimes people look at it like, "Oh man, you know, like this overnight success or all these things are <laughs> happening," and, and it's like, "Yeah, man, but I've been writing, you know, since I was like 22. You know, I've I've been writing so long. I remember when you sent out stories, you had to send along a self-addressed stamp envelope. Uh, uh-huh. That's really big yeah. to me. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. But but it's 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 uh, a book that is um, very uh, the cliche, very near and dear to my heart, in so much as the genesis for that book was, I, I, was twofold. I went to see a movie called The Hella High Water. I talk about this movie all the time. That's a great Start movie. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bridges. And Jeff Bridges and Ben Foster, written by Taylor Sheridan. who's um, was a great screenwriter. And um, I, I came out of that movie saying to myself, I want to tell a story like that. Not that story, exactly, obviously, but I want to tell a story like that but I want to tell it through the eyes of people I grew up with, you know, the the men and women that I was around growing up. I, you know, I grew up really poor. And so I wanted to tell a story like that through the, you know, the eyes of like you know, African-American rural Southerners in Virginia. And, uh, and it started out just being that. It was just basically this really, you know, uh, uh, I wouldn't say social justice, but this, this, I, this story that had a, an idea and what it ended up being was a catharsis for me personally. Um, you know, I, I, my mom and dad separated when I was young. Um, my dad and I didn't always have the best relationship, but we were blessed to be able to repair it later in life. And that book became sort of my therapy, uh, dealing with the, uh, the inheritance of um, emotional and the way we we inherit this some some men inherit this from you, from our fathers this inability to process emotion and that's partly the way society looks uh, looks at us and it's partly the way we're raised and so I wanted to write a book about that and it, it it freed up some things in me it made me at the end of that book I felt a relief so to speak.
0: Hmm. But, well, then that was worth it no matter, no matter what. I mean, everything else is getting picked yeah. up and other people loving it. That's going to be gravy.
1: It's been crazy though, man. It's funny. I say that, but then I always like to add it in, but you know, don't, don't get it twisted. There's car chases and gunfights and people <laughs> getting beat up and you know, I got to stay on brand. So, you know, there's uh, somebody getting <laughs> hit in the face with a ranch, but, um, it's been exciting, man. I, I can't lie. It's like I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a lapsed Southern Baptist. So we, you know your you, humility and etiquette are, are preached into you all the time, so i am total i am completely humbled and 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 feel very blessed to have the things happening for this book that are happening, but at the same time it's you know if you had told me five years ago any of this would happen, I would have said you are a damn liar because it, it's crazy it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things man where even every time something else happens with it, i'm like I cannot believe this is happening you know somebody pinched me, wake me up, put me out of the coma
0: well the two things that that strike me about that whole concept and and what you're saying is that one uh that it couldn't happen to a nicer guy and you know that's not always true right i mean sometimes assholes are successful (laughs)
1: unfortunately yeah, that's that's not always the case (laughs) And, and
0: and probably partially because uh you're a good guy and 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 in a karma sense you deserve it um you know, it seems to me like the writing community is completely supportive and is really happy for you that there's, there's uh, just been overwhelming support uh, from, from where I sit. I mean, people have, have mentioned you on the show, even as, as an example of different things, positive things. Uh, Uh, And that, and that speaks well to the writing community uh, in the crime fiction uh, end of the spectrum anyway.
1: I'll tell you, man, it's um, the funny thing is there's a group I was there, group. There's a few writers that I feel like, if you know, you could say, in a casual way, we 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 came up together. we we were the fresh freshmen together, so to speak. And it's funny because a lot of those folks are seeing, you know, a lot of their hard work come to fruition. You know, I, I met like somebody like Rob Hart. I met Rob Hart years ago at a Noir the bar. And, you know, he's blowing up all over the place and. And uh, also, like, uh, you know, guys like Todd Robinson, who, you mm-hmm. know, was, a you know, the publisher of Thug Lit, who, you know, that learning tree of Thug Lit has a lot of really strong branches, you know, a lot of guys and gals mm-hmm. that are doing big things now in fiction, crime fiction came through Thug Lit, that, that crucible. And so uh, the community, the folks that I, like I said, come up with or came up with, you know, those are the ones that really are, like you said, incredibly happy for me. And I'm incredibly happy for them for the success that they're having, and it, it really is this thing with crime writing community. There's a sense of camaraderie, yeah. you know. I started out writing, um, trying to write, I should say, fantasy and sci-fi, and and this isn't like to paint that community with too broad of a brush, but I didn't always feel the welcoming as welcome there as I do in the crime writing community, I, and 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 that genuine. Admiration and also genuine joy when something happen, something good happens for somebody in this community. I don't know if it's replicated in, in other genres, so to speak. You know, and um, it is—it is just a fantastic feeling. I, like I said, I am completely and utterly humbled by some of the people who have said nice things to me or about the book.
0: Well, that book comes out in
1: July, July fourteenth. I'll tell you a funny story about it real quick. So, um, I'm talking to the editor, and and uh, and she's a. Uh, they sent the book out. You know, let's try to get some blurbs. You know, and and I think when they first sent it out, you know, everybody's got, I don't say high hope, but you got expectation. You hope somebody will say something about it. And man, I tell you, the first person that we got a blurb back from was like, I don't know if I can curse on here, but I what I actually said when I got the email was, "M.F. and Lee Chow." sent me oh, a blur wow. for my book and i didn't, it, oh, wow. I didn't say anything and, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the first person to send one back and i'm like wow, wow. and so then, her some attention about, yeah and then about three weeks later um the editor she emailed me on me again and she's like well we got you know we got some really good strong um blurs behind the lead we got Jennifer Hillier and Alex Segura. I'm like, oh man, that's great. You know, I know those people, but I also really respect their work, and for them to say really nice things, it's great. And then, you know, Kelly Garrett um, uh, offered a, um, a blurb. She wanted to read the book, and um, and then she said some really nice things. And Rob Hart says some nice things. So it's like, okay, people that I respect that I've run into are saying nice things. And then my editor calls me, and she's like, Are you um, are you sitting down? I'm like, no, but I can. What, what's going on? And she said, well, we just got a, another blur back. And um, this is a, I think this is a good one, a big one. I'm like, oh, okay, who is it? And she's like, it's Dennis Lahane. And I'm like, what oh, wow. the <laughs> hell? Wow. I was like, I need to lay down. I need to take a nap. And so, and it's like, you know, and it is like, you're at this point where you're at this zenith you think it's like, Oh my God, Dennis Lahane. It's you know, you wanna talk about Mount Rushmore for me, he's one of the faces on that mountain. And so, you know, it's Elmore Leonard, Dennis Lahane. And then about a week after that, yeah, um, you know, now it's like old hat. Oh yeah, Walter Mosley sent you a blur I'm like, get the <laughs> hell out of it. Shut the front door. Shut the front door. And it's like wow. again, another person on that Mount Rushmore. And it's like I'm sitting there looking at it, and you know, it's like, um, I look at those emails or whatever, and it's like I'm just blown away. I'm this poor kid that grew up, you know, in the Virginia Hills. You know, I worked. I had, you know, went to college. I had to drop out. My mom got sick. I worked manual labor jobs most of my life. I was a construction worker. I was a bouncer. I was, you know, I worked at a, a for a landscaping firm. I did brick laying. I, you know. I worked at a hardware store, you know, and it's like, that's not to gain sympathy, but just, I just, to go from that, which is nothing wrong with that, but to also be able to say in your lifetime, like, yeah, I I worked hard and I worked these hard jobs and I, you know, I made an honest living, but yeah, also Dennis Lehane and Walter Mosley and Lee Child and and Jennifer Hillier and and Kelly Garrett, they like my writing. It's, it's just, it moves you and it makes you realize as a old wrestling coach of mine used to say that the juice is worth the squeeze.
0: <laughs> Those are, uh, are, are incredible endorsements and should really help, uh, push the book along when it comes out, uh, uh, in July of 2020. I I'm looking forward to reading it. And I know there's a lot of other people who are, uh, also looking forward to it.
1: And I appreciate it, man. So much. I really do.
0: Uh, Hey, thanks for coming back on the show, man. I know you've been busy and, uh, for coming back on being a, a, repeat guest. I appreciate it.
1: Oh man. Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate you having me back, man. I look forward to speaking with you again.
0: Well, there you are folks. You can see, uh, what a fun guy, uh, Sean is what a real down to earth and, and humble guy he is. And if, if you ever get a chance to meet him in person, uh, you'll see that it's very genuine, uh, he's just a, a great guy when he I was I was out the BoucherCon uh in Dallas when his short story won that award and he was on Cloud Nine and I could not have been happier for him. Uh and that was pretty much the sentiment of everybody uh in the place. And <laughs> since it was Boucher con when I say in the place I mean in the bar. Uh because that's where most conferences take place uh eighty percent of the time. But anyway, even if it's not in the program. Uh, Sean's a great guy and I was really glad to have him on the show again uh, and I look forward to catching up with him in person and uh, I'm thrilled I got a copy of his book came in the mail a couple of days after our interview uh, I hadn't asked for one and uh, uh, but he uh, made it happen and uh, that was pretty cool uh, next episode on Wrong Place Red right Crime we're going to talk to a Vancouver noir author Sam Wiebe who has uh, had some uh, award luck of his own recently and uh, who who writes some interesting stuff. I'd like to say a big thanks to Sean for coming on the show a second time and uh, to Down Out Books for continuing to be a tremendous sponsor. But most of all to you, the listener, thanks for firing up this podcast every week and uh, for listening to these authors. I hope that you find the conversations interesting and that it leads to discovering the work of some of these very deserving writers who uh, will not disappoint you if you give them a chance. One last note, this uh, podcast is dropping on the day that I am traveling to sunny San Diego for Left Coast Crime 2020. So I will be there from Wednesday to Sunday And uh, on a panel, moderating a panel, plan on seeing a lot of people, uh, some of them in the bar, I imagine, and enjoying the uh, nice weather. Thanks again, Sean Cosby, Sam Weeb. next episode. Uh, Until then, this is Frank Zafiel reminding you that sometimes you got to be in the wrong place to write crime.